1: to You Love to See It, Fanbytes movie review podcast styled after a delightful neighborhood video store. Every week our friendly staff watches a movie and decides if it's one in a million and therefore worthy of a spot in our highly exclusive staff picks shelf if it's not hot like fire but still warm enough to deserve the recognition of our totally fine middle aisle or if they should just scratch the whole thing and try again because as it stands, we've got no other choice but to send it straight to the confines of our dreadful, unsanitary, roach-infested dumpster where Train's hey soul sister is always playing on repeat. <laughs> a, true, a true version of hell, may I say, may I say. Working on the counter today, we have yours truly, Fernanda, Great Country, Free Cars, Prates, and My Fellow Goofy Hench People... Danielle, slow motion neck punch Riandu. How are you doing, Danielle?
2: (laughs) I am good. I am excited to talk about this one. Yeah,
1: I am too. I am too. And there are a lot of slow motion things, including neck punches, which is always a good thing. And Paul, shit, I am an idea. Tamayo. Hi, Paul.
0: Hi, uh, I'm I'm glad to be back again. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, very excited to talk about all of the wild wirefu in this
1: movie. <laughs> wirefu Kung Football. There's a yeah, lot. It's got There's it all a lot. Way. Um yeah, so as you may may have guessed, today we are discussing a movie that was actually picked by our beautiful listeners on our Discord channel. And we'll reveal what that movie is in a bit. Though you know it already because it's literally in the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> As a host, I should maintain suspense. Before let's get into this month's team. Uh theme. As you know, this month we are kicking off a new holiday tradition with our trademarked happy pop holly divas month and while we're sure you can figure out what that entails being that you are our listener and therefore a person of superior intellect and distinguished taste we will explain it anyway throughout december we're picking movies featuring musical divas who also took their talents to the big screen get it holidays hollywood divas holly divas i know I know, we are also in awe of our own genius sometimes. Whether the divas in question started off acting or just got into it later on, whether they're good at it, whether they're bad at it, none of it matters, as long as we believe they possess the true Holly Diva spirit. And today, we are making sure to get in a good stretch before joining the ever-mesmerizing Jet Li and the ever-perfect goddess Aaliyah in the simmering base of kung fu. Hip-Hop, Shakespeare, and a whole lot of beautifully absurd shit that is 2000's Romeo Must Die.
3: Two families bound by tradition and locked in a
0: war. These two guys with the machine guns, they start blasting off, Won't none of y'all make it home. And one man. The old man didn't think you'd make it. And you? I knew you would. It's just a matter of time. Caught in the middle. Trisha, I can't have you hanging with you boy. What the hell were you doing in
3: there? We're in the middle of the damn war. Let me tell
2: you something, okay? Whatever my father and Mac are into has nothing to do with me.
3: In a world of vicious rivalries and violent betrayals, only one thing is certain. Sorry, Romeo. I'm taking your most valued asset. Romeo must die. Die was a mistake
1: for those of you who are new to what one google commenter called the best movie ever here's (laughs) a brief summary of the plot (laughs) romeo must die is a movie that does not involve anyone named romeo the name is in fact a shakespearean nod to the story of two star crossed lovers who aren't actually lovers i guess i don't know it's complicated the point is Romeo is actually Han, who is actually Jet Li. His star-crossed lover, who is only kind of a lover, is Trish, played by Aaliyah. They're both good people who happen to belong to not-so-good crime families who, in a precarious but successful arrangement, control Oakland's waterfront. That mostly peaceful coexistence, however, comes to an end when Han's brother is murdered leading Han to escape a Hong Kong prison and head home to find justice with his own hands and feet and several cool props, including a tie. He also meets Trish. A bunch of people die. Han and Trish fall for each other, maybe a little, I think, we still don't know, and <laughs> set out to uncover what's at the root of this turf war. Spoiler, it's money. In any case, there's a lot of kung fu and explosions and good music and stuff. So that's fun. And again, this was... The Discord pick. Um, yeah, good job. A, good job. Yeah, good we did job, a vote. Everybody. <laughs> the, <laughs> the options. <laughs> I must say, I was initially a little disappointed that we didn't go with Spice World, uh, yeah. but it was a long shot. So.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I am not disappointed anymore. We will get into it, though, before, uh, before we we go any further into this uh, cinematic masterpiece. However, we're going to start with this, this first segment where we... Set the Scene. It's a spoiler-free part of the show. Uh, those of you who listen to us regularly know that that this is our uh, our first segment. And basically, we're just going to talk a little bit about how we came in contact with the movie. And also, in this case, since we're doing Holiday Divas Month and therefore focusing on our divas, our relationship with those uh, divas as well. So I guess we will start... With you, Paul, what is your relationship with Romeo Must Die and, of course, with Aaliyah?
0: So, yeah, I, Aaliyah, um, well, Romeo Must Die comes out in the year 2000 um, when I was 12 years old and was kind of like the bullseye target demographic for a movie <laughs> like this, uh, having come up in the 90s and also kind of followed the career of Aaliyah and and folks like DMX. And um, so... I was very, very familiar with Aaliyah. My, my older brother was absolutely in love with Aaliyah, <laughs> nice. had posters all over the room, had all of her singles, tapes, CDs, and like any magazine he could get his hands on. He was just like reading and learning more about Aaliyah. So she was also another artist in, in heavy rotation in the Tamayo household, which I'm uh, very, very grateful for to my brother, George. Shout out to George. Um, And DMX too. DMX was also another huge, huge influence for us growing up. Um, Obviously, born and raised in New York, uh, kind of really came up during that, you know, quote unquote, golden era of hip hop, especially in the 90s. So like, a lot of it, 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 this movie kind of threads a lot of interesting, um, you know, needles through like, parts of the culture that we came up with in terms Mm -hmm. of the intersection, both of like hip hop and martial arts movies, which are Uh, huge huge in like certain communities especially especially black and brown communities Mm -hmm. um so like i mean like literally part of the inspiration for the new format of the show was like also heavily inspired by my trips with my dad and my brother to uh, a really small indie video rental shop in queens that we would go and kind of browse the aisles of and return home with like dozens of Hong Kong cinema, because my dad was a huge fan. So, like, this, again, bridged a lot of caps for me. And, and again, it was, like, a movie that me and my friends would obviously kind of come to watch, mostly on, like, DVD, because, you Mm -hmm. know, we were tiny baby children, and (laughs) mom and dad had to go drop us off at the movie theater and pick us up later. So this was something that had a long tail by way of the, the DVD. But also, I guess, at the time, I think the majority of my experience with it was just... In relation to the single that came out of this, which is the the try again single with Leah, uh, which was like kind of inescapable at the time. Yeah, like the the music video was playing everywhere, and it was just such a cool moment. I feel like in the same way that it was a very cool moment when you know uh, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan decided to make a movie together. It was like, oh wow, what what a cool sort of like realization and finally like Hollywood understanding the you know the the sort of like popular culture at the time which which also is you know very much accelerated and rooted in like black american culture which is to say american culture so mm-hmm. um yeah it, it, it this this kind of hit a lot of buttons at the time for for me and my friends and my family and um yeah kind of also just further cemented Aaliyah as this you know this triple threat of like wow she can she can really do it all
2: yeah and and what about you Danielle? yeah so Aaliyah... I have never actually seen this movie, even though I wanted to at the time because I have always loved martial arts movies, of course. And I was 16 at the time, which I think is also probably the perfect age for this movie. <laughs> yeah, but for sadly, sure. sadly, I did not actually see it. But I do have a long-standing relationship with Aaliyah's music. Like that is the era I was in high school and I was learning to drive and I was getting my license. Like I got my license in the year 2000. And that meant putting the radio on. Aaliyah was on the radio. And so I associate Aaliyah's voice and her music and her, like, you know, productions of Timberland with like freedom, with going to see my friends, with being able (laughs) to like go out and be not an adult yet, obviously, but like be more like an adult. And so just absolutely in love with her whole vibe, her voice, her music. Honestly, like, probably more so than. Anyone else that we've looked at this Holly Diva month? Um, Madonna hmm. later on in life, for sure, for me. But like Aaliyah was the person I was listening to at the time when her music was new and I was the right age to like actually appreciate modern music. So mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely love her. I also just really love how down to earth her vibe is. Yeah. Like right. She's obviously like an amazing, insanely talented pop diva, incredible actress. Incredible, incredible talent, but she had such a down-to-earth vibe to her, just like an absolute like girl next door. She was cool. She was funny. She was chill in ways that obviously this is all like a, an image. I don't know. I did not know her. Yeah, I just to be clear, it's not like I actually knew her, but <laughs> that would image, be an amazing.
1: Like little side Yeah, I was amazing. actually friends yeah. with the like I've never refuel- revealed this before. But can you imagine? Oh my we god, we were just discussing <laughs> how you're a vampire with a, a thousand lives, and Danielle. So this would not True. surprise.
0: Yeah, would not surprise. I'm actually one the of Queen your- <laughs> of the
2: <laughs> Damned. I am actually the Queen <laughs> of the wow. Damned.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this was partially, yeah, and Rice partially based uh, the late and Rice. Actually, as a matter yeah. of fact, as yeah. the time of this recording, uh, actually uh-huh. based this on you, that would not yep. be surprising.
2: Based on me, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, but yeah, just truly, truly, just love Alia and her her whole vibe. So, and it comes across really well in this movie. I'll just say that that like that vibe, yeah. sells this movie. So yeah,
1: I I will keep this brief because I'm the I'm the opposite. Like Paul, like you say, this was like really catered and sort of catered and sort of made for you. To me, it was the opposite. Like 11-year-old Brazilian me, had absolutely no connection with any of the universes um, in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So
3: it really
1: sure. was not a thing I was looking to to watch at the time. And I wasn't, it took me a while. Like now it's funny. I'm a big action movie buff and a big martial arts movie buff. But uh, at the time when I was a kid, I was absolutely not. And hip hop was very like foreign to me. Um So it wasn't really something that was part of my sort of like personal universe. And Aaliyah, unfortunately, um, and this is our second week in a row talking about horrible tragedies, but, um, Dems yeah. the brakes, unfortunately. Uh, I think it's Paul. He cursed. I'm kidding. He did yeah, not curse. it's on me. I'm so
3: <laughs>
1: sorry. Oh no. uh, you are not. This is on our Discord, <laughs> listeners. So uh, <laughs> we gave them options, and you know, if we went with Spice World, the only tragedy is that Jerry Halliwell is married to Christian Horner. So honestly, <laughs> oh, yeah. God, God, legitimately. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, it's sort of my 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 whole. Like, the way I found out about Aaliyah was uh, her death, uh, Uh. obviously, because it was so tragic and so widely reported. And and the Try Again video, like you said, was just really everywhere, and it was on MTV all the time. So I I saw the video over and over, but without an emotional connection. And now, so many years later, right, like, I, I understand the legacy and the impact of Aaliyah just by the fact that she remains so mourned and that her presence, uh, she was so young. Uh, she didn't really, I think she only had like three albums. It's not a lot. And still like, it was yeah. such a, an impactful presence, um, in hip hop and in music in general. So I think that just really is a testament to how powerful, how much of a force she was, but personally, not something that, uh, not someone that I had like that, that connection that you or or, or Danielle had with, but, um, And yeah, this was really my first watch of Romeo Must Die. And just reading the notes, because for you listeners, a peek into how the sausage (laughs) is made. Uh, We don't talk about the movie a lot before, but we do have notes. And judging by the notes, I feel like we're going to go all over here today. I'm very curious to see how how we feel about this this, uh, movie. So a brief warning before we decide to break out of prison and get started on our relentless mission for justice, this is the part of our show where shit gets real, meaning this is the part where we discuss details of the film, including specific aspects of the plot and characters otherwise known as spoilers. So beware, listener, who has yet to dig into Romeo Must Die's world of deception and greed as we enter this next section as we start stripping it down. I guess we'll start with the obvious. Um, there's actually a double sadness aspect to yeah. today's uh, mm. <laughs> movie, right? Because it features both Aaliyah and DMX. And as I said, I was I was so foreign to the whole thing that I asked my immediately horrified husband, "Oh, is that DMX?" Oh, I no. did not know
3: what. <laughs> oh
1: no. <laughs>
0: you know what uh it's been thanks for having me uh it's been great
1: i'm so sorry he looked at me with a face paul Paul, you're back i'm sorry i'll make it up to you i promise um (laughs) he was like looking at me like did i make a huge mistake by joining (laughs) you in holy matrimony um but yes that's (laughs) that's unfortunately um where I'm coming. I'm coming in fresh. You could say that for this. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's new to you. <laughs> it's you know? new to me. It's new uh, to but you. I guess I'm-, <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I am ashamed. Uh but let's start with I think the obvious thing here, Aliyah, as just a force in this movie, honestly. Yes. Like you can see, she's not a fully formed, I guess, actress, totally polished. Uh, but she was a newcomer, and like what stood out to me was just very much that idea of like raw talent, and just like right, like just somebody who the camera loves, and who really yeah. to me embodied this character of Trish, who's kind of like this sort of nice and pure-hearted in a sense character, but who's also really bold and 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 independent and sort of spunky. So I I wanted to hear from you. How did how did Aaliyah fare? How did the, what the impact did the person Aaliyah make for you when it comes to the movie?
2: Yeah, Paul, you want to
1: start?
0: Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it, it's sort of similar to the thing we discussed for on last week's episode about Jennifer Lopez, and sort of like you mentioned mm. that that magnetism that Aaliyah had, especially like with the camera and that sort of effortless charm that mm-hmm. that she just has. Like even when she's like. She, I mean, Aaliyah could be bored and you could just point a camera at her and it's like the yeah. coolest photo <laughs> yeah. you've ever taken in your life. Yep. And so she was just like naturally, you know, obviously beautiful, but just very like effortlessly cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to, and also a lot of her outfits in this movie are very like, you know, of the time, but also very much in her kind of style. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's hard to ignore the the sort of, impact that her legacy has had especially with like modern day uh, R&B artists like mm-hmm. I feel like low key we're living in a pretty golden age of uh R&B artists who are directly inspired by Aaliyah. with like yeah. you know um like Normani and like Tinashe and mm-hmm. and a, a lot of folks a lot of folks who are who are like popular now who really rode that sort of like wearing shades and like the Tommy Hilfiger, like the baggy pants and stuff. Like it looked so cool on her. So like anytime she's on camera and she's speaking, it's just like, it's almost like, wow, I'm so lucky that we got a chance to like hear her in her voice. Because I think up until then, a lot of the image around Aaliyah was just like slow mo, like, you know, music video shots with mm-hmm. like really nice fades and like really elaborate sets and gorgeous lighting. And this was kind of like a chance to see her act natural in some ways, like mm-hmm. even, yeah. even just laugh, and which was such a like joy to watch. Um, so, yeah. And, and so I think a lot of that informs the performance because, yeah, like the script is paper thin, It's it's not doing a lot to really give her. <laughs> Uh, a lot of like depth and dimension she she kind of in some ways almost feels a little too helpless and and um I kind of wish they had given her character more obviously but that's kind of where Jet Jet Lee is there to kind of fill in some of those uh I guess missing components but um yeah I think it's it's you know it's it's a it's a mixture of emotions but um it, it, it is also just so much fun to watch her on screen. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It, every She's so adorable in this role. Yeah. And, um, yes. yeah, it's, it's also fun. Like, her her scenes with Anthony Anderson, I think, are probably some of the stronger scenes because you could tell they were like legitimately having a good time. Like, yeah. Uh, there, there's kind of this unscripted moment. I don't know if y'all caught it, but when, uh, when he picks her up the first time in, in the, um, in his little like, well, in his Jeep or whatever, in mm-hmm. his yep. big suburban or whatever it was, um, he goes to close the door and she doesn't have her leg in Yeah, and she kind of jokingly remarks, it's like, really can I get my fun. leg in yeah. yeah. It's really fun. So it, she, you know, the, you could tell they actually had fun on set, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, it definitely is, is translated in her performance. And um, also she just like, she carries a lot of those scenes with Jet Li. Jet Li, I love you. Again, <laughs> it's a Mayo family, big fans, big fans. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we understand, you know, we understand your English wasn't probably as strong as it is probably, you know, today yeah. probably, but like, man, she really carries a lot of those like interactions because like, it, I mean, I I kind of jokingly wrote in my notes that like there are times where it feels like just her natural ability to be charming and, and cute and cool at the same time is yeah. like what carries a lot of that. And I feel like it's in the same way, like if I would have made a corny joke with Aaliyah and she laughed at it, I would have felt like the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> you know? like, so she has that kind of ability to do that
1: all of us right i never imagined i'd be like i look at like a 23 year old and be like i could never talk to this person because they're too cool (laughs) i mean
0: that's like half the the fanbite staff i'm like "Uh, hi uh, i also like that video game hello fellow kids
3: how do you (laughs) how do do you you do?
0: do (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely yeah. me uh and what about you danielle we know we've we've established your your uh undying love for alia how did you feel about her as an actress in this
2: oh she's so good and so natural and again that chill vibe like she just has this chill fucking vibe and she's so true to herself like she knows and there's there's some i don't think the script is great but there is some attention paid to the sort of the politics of like how do you make it in this world and folks of color having to make it in like non-traditional ways in a lot of ways and I also just yeah. want to shout, shout out Delroy Lindo who goes so yes. hard yes. A treasure. so hard so fucking hard He's in got this got like movie.
1: scoliosis from carrying this like, movie for honestly. real <laughs> yeah.
2: for real and their relationship is so beautiful because she does not approve of the non-legit stuff she does not like what her dad does, but yet you you get a sense of like, an appreciation. She knows she like was able to go to college and have certain things and like loves him so much, but still doesn't approve of what happened, but still understands the complication of what was going on. Like there is a lot of weight there and there's a lot carried by these performances that again, the script is not doing enough work, I don't think to fully sell it, but I see what they were going for and I appreciate it. And like, again, like, She is just so believable in this role. And she is just a person I want to hang out with. Like, she's the coolest person in the world who's also really sweet and chill and down to earth. And, like, will make dancing with you at a club seem comfortable, even if you're very uncomfortable. Like, she's (laughs) she's so hot. She's so hot. She's so unbelievably hot. But yet she's so cool about it.
3: You know what I'm trying yeah. to say?
2: Like, yeah. she's that hot. She is goddess level hot, but she's like, oh, whatever. We can eat chips. Like, she's just so <laughs> chill about it. I'll dance with goofy it. ass. I'll dance yeah, with you and it'll be goofy and I won't even care. And she'll just smile and laugh and it's it'll be a great time for everyone. Like, that is performance. That is charisma. And that, like, a type of charisma, obviously. But she's not, like, sitting in, like, a, I don't know, like like, sitting far away icy hot. She is, like, I'm so chill. I'm going to have fun. We're going to have fun. I'm this hot, but we're still going to have fun. created
1: in a Russian lab.
2: Right. Hot. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Just more like, hey, I'm a cool person. I'm a fun person. I'm going to have fun. And like when she flirts with people to get what she wants, my heart melts all the way out of my chest. Like the way she'll like be like, yeah, cutie, you know, it's just just so effortless and so fun.
1: I'd kill for Aaliyah. I would, I would- Oh yeah, same. <laughs> I'd give up everything for Aaliyah. I'm I'm mostly straight, but like, still not straight still, enough yeah. to not fall for Aaliyah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yep, yep that's my my threshold of straightness.
0: <laughs> yeah, like when when she laughs, sometimes like I'm that I'm that GIF from what is it like Raiders of the Lost Ark where they just melt. Yes, the, the
1: melt, the face melt. Me. Yep, 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 yeah. And I think her energy is uh, obviously different, but to me, it kind of reminds me of, as we were talking about last week with JLo, uh, just like uh, the the smile and the sort of like warmth just comes yes. out, even though is yes. like cooler. Like I said, I would be very intimidated to talk oh. to her. I'd be yeah. like, I'm oh, yeah. just, I don't have the proper attire. To, <laughs> I yeah, don't
3: know I'm the sorry. dress code so to, to
1: address you, Leah, properly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, one one other thing though, since we're talking about Jet Li, I also established that this is a Jet Li friendly show. Uh, there yes. shall be no Jet Li slander today. Uh, I personally love him in this movie because I think he's just the right amount, also like goofy and silly. And, like, I don't know, I could, I got personality from him despite yeah. the weak script which we've established and the language barrier. Sure. Um Yeah. I think, like, the scene that we were discussing in the club, when he turns his, she turns his, like, his hat back and he starts yeah. shooting gum. Yeah. up. <laughs> To me, I was like, give this man an Oscar. How has this... <laughs> yeah? <laughs> how have we not acknowledged as a culture, you know, this part, this little bit of Jet Lee goodness. Uh, as somebody who was a stranger to this movie, I was like, how have I been unaware of this my entire life? But I was really... I was really torn. And that's really what I want to hear from you on the duo. Because when i not going to lie, when I heard like Jet Li and Aaliyah, I'm like, I don't I don't see it,
3: guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't visualize this. This doesn't seem. And a lot of it was because uh, I know Jet Li is much older, even though he looks really young in this movie.
3: Yeah. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, But it just to me was just very different universes that they occupied in my mind. And then like, I didn't know what to expect. I did feel like they work together in a very unexpected way for me. I think there was a a barrier that I think was kind of intentionally put there. And also just because there was so much happening that it got lost. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But
1: I ended up seeing, I don't know, I, I felt like there was chemistry there and i felt like they worked together and I caught myself like I i don't know like enjoying their their time on screen together in a way that i really wasn't anticipating and I wanted to hear yeah. from you I guess Danielle what do you what do you what are your thoughts on the jet leah Leah duo
2: yeah I, and it honestly works for me and like again I realized this is two weeks in a row where and I and i've You know, I've admitted so many times in this podcast, I'm not hetero enough to understand things, but like (laughs) two weeks in a row, like last week with with Chris and Selena, I got it and I love them together and here and now as well. I get it and I love them together. And I think it has to do with like there's an appreciation here that they both have a different energy, but they both appreciate each other's energy. Mm -hmm. I might be like reading a little too much into it and, you know, forgive me if I am, but they both meet in the middle of Goofy and Sweet. Like, they're both really hot in different ways. He's a hot martial arts star who can do anything, and that's inherently hot. Again, not hetero, but understand it. I get it. I see it. (laughs) And she is uh, a living goddess, you know, in in this movie, Mm -hmm. who is also very down-to-earth and, like, very, very chill. And, like, they can meet in the middle with, like, hey, you know what? We have some cultural differences. Who cares? We're going to have fun. We're going to dance. We're going to go to Silk's Casino. We're going to have the dorkiest dance in the universe and it's going to be great. I'm going to impress you with Kung Fu football and I'm going to eat ice cream and it's going to be great. Like they just meet so nicely in the middle of goofy and sweet and sexy that it actually really works for me. And I am a little sad. Spoiler alert. I am a little sad that we didn't get a little kiss at the end there. Like, you know, like I'm a little sad that the... Original ending of them kissing was was not included because it's like it doesn't even mean that they're together forever if they kiss. It was just sort of like I think they earned it at that point. I think they do have chemistry and they're there for each other. And it's like, yeah, if they're interested, that's awesome. I can see it and I like it.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it's like yeah. I mean, I echo those sentiments, you know, completely. And I, I think it unfortunately is another one of those cases of Hollywood kind of you know portraying certain folks in a certain yeah. way, especially like, you know, Asian men, yeah. Asian American men, yeah. which is, which is definitely changing. Oh, um, absolutely and be. you know, yeah, it's, I hope it's, so. de- yeah. it's definitely, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I also, I also buy it too. And, and Fernanda, to your earlier point, I, I do feel like a lot of credit isn't given to martial arts, uh, like actors and like superstars and choreographers. And I mean, you think about how much physical acting is involved in some of these movies where they have to fake being in pain. They have to sort of laugh and cry like on, on a whim, you know, just kind of like immediately and, and do all this really physical Charlie Chaplin esque, uh, physical acting. And I think a lot of that is in those scenes that we just talked about where they're dancing on the, you know, they're on the the dance floor at the club <laughs> and, and they're doing this real cool Kung Fu style dancing where it's like it, it you know, a lot of that has real ties to, you know, Hong Kong and, and martial arts films in general, where like you know, a lot of that beautiful choreography is essentially a dance. And I think, yeah. you know, um, a lot of that ability to be kind of uh, on your toes and and sort of um, emote in certain interesting ways without saying stuff is a lot of his performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, and th- you could tell their chemistry was 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 pretty real. Like I I, I got the sense that when the cameras cut. They would. They were probably really like friendly with each other and respected each other a lot yeah. because these were two people at the top of their game, mm-hmm. essentially, in, in their own fields. So yeah, I could totally see the the chemistry between the two of them, and it, it, it is a huge shame that they cut the original ending after some corny ass focus groups were <laughs> like, "No, we don't want to yeah. see that," which is you know, it, which is a shame because I, I think you know that version of the movie could have been r- way more interesting, and it's, it it says a lot too that we could still see Jet Li as charming even after he, like, stalks Aaliyah and then, like, breaks into her <laughs> Honestly, home. Honestly, like, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's my brother. Even, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it. I that's a so good sad. point.
0: Yeah, I was like, whoa, my guy. <laughs> like, I need you to knock at least, bro.
3: That's true. Oh,
1: man, that aged poorly. You're right. Well, yeah. was, yeah. the 2000s were a wild time. Um, it was different. <laughs> on, yep. the, on the kiss, I do want to read this little bit because... Yeah, I, I, I was researching the whole kiss uh, situation. One thing, there was a Washington Post uh, story in which they were talking about a documentary called Slanted Screen um, about Asian uh, representation in, in movies. And they talked about this alternative ending, which was actually shot uh, in which Jet Lee actually kisses Aaliyah. Um, and here is directly from that story. Uh, and Jean Kajayan, the Filipino American director of the 2001 film, the debut, the first uh, film film movie to be released nationwide in the United States, talks about the revised ending for the action movie Romeo Must Die, a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, where the arm. Well, that's one way of reading it a retelling of the Romeo and Juliet,
3: right, yeah. <laughs> right. That's, <Yeah>. that's generous <laughs>
1: where the R&B star Aaliyah plays Juliet. Duh, duh, duh. the original ending had Aaliyah kissing Lee a scenario that didn't test well with the quote unquote urban audience so the studio changed it the new ending had Aaliyah giving Lee a tight hug says Kajayon, Um, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name Gene I'm terrible with names mainstream America for the most part gets uncomfortable with seeing an Asian man portrayed in a sexual light um and then in a i also read from the the story on cheat sheet.com that jet lee actually said something else on his website and i clicked on it on a on a archived post And it said, as regarding the kiss or no kiss situation, actually, it's not as complicated as people have been suggesting. It was not really a race issue or a Hollywood issue. Rather, regarding the kiss that was supposed to happen between Han and Trish at that end scene, the truth was we shot it both ways, one with the kiss, one without the kiss, but the hug instead. Why did we finally decide not to use the kiss? Well, afterward, the entire film was put together with all the drama and tension in that last scene with Han's father. We thought it might be somewhat strange and awkward for Han to have just witnessed child suicide than to come out and kiss trish uh this was decided that hun should mm. take it slowly with trish do a hook first and then maybe leading into a real relationship later so it was not really a decision by the powers that be to prevent an interracial relationship from happening on screen it just did not feel right for that moment i don't know uh but it does make a little bit of sense <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah, I <laughs> can see
3: that. Yeah, yeah I, could see that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can see that. Like, I can see
1: it. Yeah. I think it could be both, honestly. Um, <laughs> who knows uh, the actual reason why the kiss didn't happen? I was a little torn. Because when I think about it, it's like, okay, do we need a kiss? Like, Or does this chemistry in this relationship need to be essentially romantic to mm-hmm. be valid and charming? Right? Mm. Right. Right. Um, or are we actually robbing us of something? And 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 if it was a white protagonist or a black protagonist, male protagonist with Aaliyah, uh, would that have been different? So I think it's all valid questions and all valid things to think about here. Um, yeah, yeah. But the corny person in me kind of wanted a kiss. Not gonna lie.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think
0: that's yeah, yeah. So I feel like the. The chemistry between the two and, and the sort of like it's implied that they would get together in the end, so I guess we don't need it completely spelled out for us in that sense. And I guess I'm, yeah, totally, I can totally see the the whole like yeah, he just literally witnessed his father, you know, doing what he did, uh, so I I'm probably not in the the right mind frame to to do that, but. Um, they both have a lot of trauma yeah.
1: to unpack. Let's
0: put it. Right. Yeah, okay. Totally
1: they need time to focus on themselves for a little Exactly.
2: Bit.
0: Exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I get that. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, you know, but it would have been cool to like, I don't know, have one more scene where they're like on vacation or something, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, or maybe there's peace in Oakland now somehow. <laughs> and they're, they're both running a little coffee shop yeah. or something. They, they just both went legit. Um, but yeah, it, it's still kind of like, a oh man, one of those, one of those moments.
1: Yeah. Uh, or they're running her store together because Jet right? not intimidated by Aaliyah's oh, success.
2: Exactly. That's, right.
1: that's our ending for this movie. That's Everyone it. That's what it is. Just decided. Paul, <laughs> I did want it to check because you, you mentioned you had in your notes a comment about all the wire foo. You you feel yes. <laughs> you feel torn about it. What are your feelings on the wire foo scene? Oh, scenes? God.
0: So when I was younger, I remember kind of like scoffing at it. Like, like you know, you have... You have Jet Li, one of like the world's greatest martial artists, yeah. and you know you're you're, but you're still doing a lot of like excessive, excessive like Matrix level like that's not possible, uh, wirefu type stuff. I mean, even like the last kick where he it, it, does, it does like the Mortal Kombat yeah. X ray thing, yeah, which, like, showing you exactly what he did, uh, which actually, interestingly enough, was also in a video game that Jet Li was in. Uh, I, I want to say years later. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, Danielle. But it was like a PlayStation 2 video oh game. Oh, my God. Where I I uh, there would be these like x-ray slow-mo shots of exactly what you were doing. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, no, no. But,
1: I remember, um, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's very off its yeah, it was, time, it was like the, the x-ray thing. It, it's very tooth- Like, it ages the movie oh yeah. uh, oh very, yeah. very, very much. Oh. I yeah. I love it because I dwell in yeah. trash. I'm a trash raccoon.
0: But. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think we've, I think we've established. <laughs> I, I also love garb I love Mess. So like, um, yeah, I, I think the the Wirefu, it, but like watching it now where I can sort of appreciate more of that over the top nature of the choreography and, you know, sit, having since then, it, it makes a lot of sense too. like this. The producer for this also produced like The Matrix and yeah. all these other like, lar- you know, um, very complicated action packed films of the time. So, But uh, I think... If you are also uh, of a certain age and you remember all these movies like Rush Hour and and especially like DMX would go on to have a series of movies like Cradle to the Grave and Exit Wounds. I mean, it it gets real egregious (laughs) at a certain point. Like there is a scene where my guy DMX, rest in peace, uh, shout out to Yonkers, is running from like, I think dogs are chasing him. And he runs up a wall and then does like a backflip off of the wall. And it looks so fake but it is like also wonderful at the same time <laughs> yeah. also forgot to say in tims which is like yes! honestly <laughs> yes! salute. Ah! salute to the filmmakers it is it is art and i i can fully appreciate it now as someone who can who can really just have fun yeah and just kind of be head empty when i watch these movies because it's like yeah the, a lot of the slow motion wirefoo in this is is egregious but it is also it's fun, you know?
1: That's the whole thing, right? And a lot of my feelings watching it, it was like I don't know if I'm supposed to be enjoying this. My conscious brain is is <laughs> appalled, but ah, my God. but my heart, my soul is being nourished. And I read some reviews of the time, uh and I think it was Roger Ebert, but I could be wrong. Um they were talking about this specific thing and sort of kind of like how you're wasting such a good martial talent with martial arts talent, with Jet Lee, like with the matrix, you know why they're flying because they're not in like actual reality. And then in this movie, like maybe you didn't need it. And I'm, I agree with that. I think it looks cool. Uh, but I can absolutely understand too, knowing how, Cool Jet Li is on his own. Like we didn't necessarily need all of that, but I personally love the very gimmicky scenes. And I'm sure Danielle, I was watching the there's oh, the yeah. the kung fu the the kung football scene where they're playing yes! very <laughs> aggressive football,
2: <laughs>
1: and yes! uh, Jet Li breaks out his moves and it's just absurd. And I was like. No, that's a game that I feel like Danielle and I could really get into. Yes,
2: 100%. <laughs> well, it's like the, um, I forget, I believe, it might be Siena, but there's an Italian city where there is a rugby MMA hybrid sport. Yes, the
1: uh, oh, storico, Histórico. Yes,
2: yes, yes. Is it Florence? Like is it this. Siena? It's somewhere in Tuscany, I think. It's
1: Florence.
2: Uh, it is Florence. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is like the coolest thing to think about and look at, but I I couldn't not think about it during this scene. Like they're basically doing that, but Jet Li is the only one who's like really good at it. So it's it's, <laughs> it's really funny. I I loved that scene. I love the sense of humor of this movie, even though it does take some some wild tonal shifts for sure. <laughs> it does. Um, I think it's at its best when it's being funny and playful. And it's maybe stumbles the most when it's being like very serious. Although again, I will accept uh, my, not, not that he's my friend, but for, you know, I'm just going to say friend of the show because of how much we love him. But Delroy Lindo does actually bring it uh, even despite the script. So like accepting his performance, this movie is for me a lot more successful when it's being very light and playful and funny and, and goofy in a way. Um, and maybe a little bit less so when it's, when it's trying to kind of say something, even though I appreciate what it is trying to say, I think, or at least what I, I got out of it.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Your confusion really translates kind of how I,
2: feel. Yeah, I, I genuinely think there's like, it's trying, like, I do think it is trying to say something about, you know, about success in America and, and basically yeah. having to be white and like be privileged to have success because they all have to go through this like piece of shit guy. Uh, this, like, oh, very slimy, slimy-ass slimy white man, like, piece like, of crap, dude. I don't even know who like, that guy is, but I hate him so
0: right? much. Oh, yeah. That was good well, casting. Cast. on site. Yeah,
1: well cast <laughs> on site. <laughs> <laughs> Paul said it best before the show, like, best casting, because we all automatically hate that man. Yep. I don't know anything about him. I just see his face, and I want to punch it or wire with whatever.
2: <laughs> right, slow motion neck punches yeah. face off his head, you know, like. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. it's 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 wild. Like, the tone of shifts, I am absolutely there with you, Danielle. And it's kind of like, because like I said, it's that it's best when it's uh, playful and goofy. A lot of people are dying, though. So it's
2: like. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> hey. It's playful and goofy, and then somebody gets blown away. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. a lot of that, you know? Like.
1: My brother just died tragically. I'm very sad, but also I'm cracking jokes with Jet Li. Like, it's kind (laughs) of (laughs)
2: like... Right? Yeah, it's a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can we talk about that scene real quick, though? When um, Jet Li gets to the brother's apartment and Aaliyah is kind of sitting there in the sort of wreckage of what happened. And how, like, incredible she looks in that scene. Like, it, it almost you could just get like film negatives of the of her close-ups or just like yeah. the wide when you when you first see yeah. her and it again kind of speaks to like how much the camera loved her and, and how she just exuded this aura around her that was like hard to ignore yeah. but yeah like i think i think uh, i mean going back to, to to Delroy Lindo real quick who i again i believe is a national treasure yep. and i could watch Delroy Lindo in anything and i would love <laughs> it um but yeah, a lot of those scenes where he's kind of he, he I think he does the most with the the character that he was given, which is like we talked about it earlier, but the father who wants to be protective but is also trying to, you know, legitimately leave this life of crime behind. So there there is like this sort of Shakespearean weight yeah. <laughs> to Delway yeah. Lindos character that he really leans into and um I guess like no one else got the got the memo, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but Joe Alindo just being the legend that he is was like, you know what, I'll do it. Maybe DMX. I'll give DMX, DMX a chance. Really yeah. Yeah. So cool. yeah, yeah, he was not afraid to back down and get shot as a result. But um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's great. It's great. Like, I, I, I could watch him in anything, and I will watch him in anything, and I forgot he was in this movie, so it was, it was a nice surprise to oh see him God. like, oh, yeah. thank God, we got a <laughs> legitimate actor in here.
2: Like I, so much. So fucking much. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like a Delroy Lindo month is. Incoming Mm. for us. Honestly, honestly. we should. Honestly. Uh, One thing. And and it's interesting because I was kind of like, I feel like there's a lot of. I'm kind of like with Danielle. I feel like there's a lot of themes. uh, With gravity within the movie. But because it's doing the absolute most at all times we can't really dive into any of it. So it really yeah. does yeah. kind of look like a collage instead of like necessarily yeah. a cohesive piece. Yeah. Um. So like I said, I watching it now with the no previous sort of understanding of the movie, I was like, this is fun and I'm enjoying myself and this goes a long way for me because we keep talking about sort of this, right? Like we can forgive a lot if it's just an enjoyable experience altogether. And that was it for me. But obviously there's a ton of stuff that just is just frankly weird. And on that note, I would like to uh, yeah. read a little yeah. bit from a piece on vulture, uh, that was sort of about the, 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 this phenomenon of the hip hop Kung Fu movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was just very interesting. The name was like the imperfect legacy of Elias Romeo must die. um, like I would recommend reading the whole thing, but this little bit I thought was really uh, interesting talks about the sort of kiss that that never happened. And then they go, uh, indeed, many scenes in Romeo left me flummoxed. The flashback shows Hun and Poe's children escaping from mainland China to Hong Kong using a basketball as a flotation device, which honestly is a wild thing. Right,
0: <laughs> right, right. Oh, God, I forgot about I blocked that out. Your
1: brain is protecting you, Paul. It's like, you don't need yeah, to remember wow. this. Thanks for
0: digging that
1: back <laughs> up. Tonight. I'm really sorry. Thank Vulture. body uh, <laughs> yeah. bodies later found hanging from a telephone pole as if he were lynched. Together, these scenes read an awful lot like half-baked efforts to gesture at symbols and traumas of the Black experience, a meeting of distinct identities as hack and, as, and disjointed as the ambient score of bamboo flute instrumentals atop funky hip-hop beats. <laughs> Yet yeah, traces of what made the Kung Fu movies of yours such treasured objects of empowerment are also present here. In the ingenuity and grace with which Han evades his opponents, the fierce independence and unpretentious wisdom of Trish, Byrne sees the moral dilemma tearing apart each family as fundamental to the film's politics. Do you seek to join or partner with white people or do you rule the streets from your own fiefdom? I don't know that word. Sorry. No,
3: yeah, you got
1: uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Patriarcho day yearns to go legit in the form of an ownership stake in an NFL team with his white, uh, which is why the business partner intends to buy. I really think it's time the NFL had a black owner, he says, when he opts instead to hand the payout back. Mac, Isaac's second-in-command, turns out to be the bad guy. Yet his fundamental distrust of the sniveling business part- partner who rose his eyes when Isaac proposes a partnership feels justified. Going legit may very well take a toll on a man's dignity. And reading this, I was like, oh, that's a lot of gravity that I hadn't really absorbed just by watching the movie um
0: yeah right yeah yeah i mean i think this movie also is heavily inspired by i mean in addition to a lot of like the hip-hop influences um and the obvious sort of hong kong cinema style of 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 you know just action and and pacing it also it's like low key like we said earlier like this sort of shakespearean tale but it this kind of mob style movie mm-hmm. where it's like two two criminal families and it's you know the the children are being killed it's it's very like cutthroat and um you know i think a lot of those movies are again sort of in the same in the same bubble in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like th- those are very popular kind of genres um so like yeah, it, it is cool to see those scenes where Delroy Lindo is discussing the future with his son, and then that is robbed from him, and then sort of has this moment of clarity as he's being handed a check. Like, there are these really strong pivots that mm-hmm. I think Delroy Lindo is directly involved with. Yeah. I think he's <laughs> yeah. probably the only one equipped to do it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's even like the, the scene with DMX, right? Like, I, it's very, very brash and very like, uh, you know, again Shakespearean, where he he's above the DJ booth with his assault rifle yeah. and his two henchmen, is yeah. saying like, "Look, if they start shooting, no one's getting out of here." And it was very much like that was his personality also at the time. So it, this movie has a lot of like interesting choices as it's tied to like popular culture at mm-hmm. the time because to me, especially like Dmx, I think in a lot of ways he still is this like mythical god-like figure because he and it, it makes so much sense that he would be the one club owner who again refuses to Give to sell his his you know property or whatever, and we see what that looks like in uh, in the other character I, who I think uh, the sort of like crab yeah. the 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 bucket crab guy and yes. and, and the, yeah. the the I forget what the the business his, his little henchman guy Mac? his name is called but yeah Mac, Mac. yeah what, Isaiah he, he Washington kind of forces his yeah, yeah Isaiah Washington. <laughs> He kind of forces his signature onto the thing, but like DMX is resolute and says, Well, no, like this is my place and I'm and I'm not doing it. And and he's willing to like literally die for yeah. it. Is like there there is some really cool, like heavier moments, even though they are very over the top. But it it, it does kind of feel like a like a gangster movie, mm-hmm. a very like over the top, really saturated gangster movie, even even though it is kind of ultimately has a lot of holes and and is pretty hollow and and you know, obviously problematic because of just the time it was made in, but yeah. Um, a lot of really cool influences throughout that I think like help contextualize it. But I think if you're kind of watching it uh, for the first time uh, without a lot of that, ex- you know, exposure to the stuff, it, it kind of does feel a little disjointed and kind of like, huh. But um, I don't know. I, I I think this movie is goofy and silly, and I I still kind of have a have a good time laughing. And, but also like enjoying those those quieter it, it, that that one scene also with with Aaliyah when she kind of when she's crying to her her father, yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah question <laughs> um i forget i kind of they all blur together but i was like oh wow like they actually gave her like a proper scene and they they linger on that close-up for a while to let her performance kind of shine through so there you know it's 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 a it's a silly action movie but there are some like kind of interesting dramatic highlights throughout i
2: have a, a theory that i just made up as i was listening to you um talk about oh, this. I love this this is my theory yes. that the character of maurice maurice yes.
1: Maurice. Like exemplifies Moron, as, as he he,
2: he Han exemplifies would call him. this movie in both its highs and its lows. Like Maurice <laughs> mm. is the is the tie that binds the, the right. good with the bad in this movie. Like it's all yeah. about Maurice, right? So Maurice is both hilarious. Like he's yeah. really fucking funny. Like he is a very very funny character. However, he's also like it, we also have another situation, just like Wild Wild West, where it's like some very not the best jokes are being hurled between, like, two <laughs> people as they're having a fight, right? Like, yes. that sure does happen. It's, like, anti-Asian jokes and fat jokes are just, like, hurling across. Yeah. And it's, like, oh, this is this is one of those elements that's, like, just does not play super well right now. Yeah. I don't know how mm-hmm. well it played at the time. Again, I didn't actually see it in 2000. I, yeah. you know, I obviously was less politically aware at that time, too, so I don't know if I would have understood that. But it's, like, a very, like oh yeah, this movie kind of, obviously it's all about the the stars' performances. So I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's not about that because that is, I think, the reason to watch the movie. But in terms of like the strength of the movie, it's all Maurice. It is goofy and funny and fun and that's great. But then when certain things are happening, it's like, ooh, this is, ooh, that's a little. That's,
1: that's actually a very good theory. Yeah. I will say though, Han <laughs> using Maurice as a cushion for his yes, fall. that was. Uh, mm. Is is the most savage thing I've ever seen in the mm-hmm. movie. He's <laughs> like, it's I'm so gonna rough. pull you by your tie and use you to break my fall into this car. Nice little Jet Lee Li doing this, to Maurice. So I was like, you know what, <laughs> you know what, you're you're meaner than you look, Mister Lee. You're meaner than you look.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I totally, I do think I I do. I think it, it, you can really look at Maurice as sort of like the personification and representation of like the good and bad of the movie. Absolutely. There's a goof, I think where he gets hurt in one side of the lip and then he appears with the other side of the lip um, injured. I read something about right, that. IMDb, right, right, right. Couldn't, uh. Uh, couldn't verify it. Uh, but that's all, of, all of it. I, I think kind of like hinges on that. And that's, sort of my general feel of it is that it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of good. I've used the the friends beef trifle analogy before, I think. Uh, Um, And I hate that this is my go-to analogy for so many things, (laughs) but it's kind of like, I don't know. The movie is like jam, cream and beef in the middle. And like, it's all good separately, but whether it works together, it's, (laughs) yeah it's really up to a personal taste man yeah. joey tribune yeah, you the it real hungry, I guess. yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Uh, i like it i'm a beef tribe full well i'm a vegetarian but the um we'll think of a soy Same.
0: beef
2: <laughs> as a yeah a cauliflower steak in the middle you know like, it's you somehow know. Sounds yeah. grosser with cream than an actual
1: beef honestly
2: doesn't it yeah <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I kind of feel like it was a lot, a lot happening and a lot jammed in there. That to me was ultimately a lot of fun, uh, but also very fucking weird. Before we move on, though, uh, Danielle, you put something here that I kind of really yeah. uh, I kind of I have been thinking about that, too. You mentioned that these sort of like the these movies from the early aughts. Look mm-hmm. somehow older than movies from like the actual 90s and even yes. 80s. Uh, and I, I've i been thinking about that same thing. I We touched on this here, I think about sort of like the culture, like yes, how yeah. in many ways we were meaner to women and said like more horrendous shit in the early 2000s than we did in the 90s. Yeah. But I do think, agree with you with when it comes to movies, like that they seem to age, to have aged a lot more.
2: It's such a weird thing. And I'm I'm genuinely having a hard time putting, I obviously some of it might be a CG thing, but also there's a lot of bad CG in 90s movies too. So uh-huh. it's, yeah. not, it's not just CG. So I don't want to like just say, oh, it's this one thing. It might be just lenses. It might just be like color filters. It might just be, you know, like cinematography things that make yeah. these early odds. And it's like, for me, it's just, I don't know why, but movies from 2000 to 2003, I'm just going to say around that, look so much fucking older than a movie from 1992. I don't know why. Again, it's like, it might legitimately just be cinematography techniques, Mm -hmm. but, like, I watched the first Lethal Weapon, like, over Thanksgiving. That's a movie from the late 80s. And I also watched, you know, and I, we were watching things like The Core all last month. And, like, we watched this. And we watched not too, too long ago, obviously, for Heist Month, we watched another 2000 movie or maybe 2001. But, um, you it's know, Ocean's Men- Eleven.
1: Ocean's Eleven. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. And it's like those movies look like 90s movies. They don't look like they're from the 2000s. They look like they're from maybe even the late 80s. There's something about the style. There's something about the cinematography. And this is going to be... Something I'm gonna try to genuinely like articulate better as we go through this show. Eventually I will figure out why they look older than movies from 10 years before. But there's something there and this one made me think oh. of that too. Like something about this, something about the sensibilities of this movie felt older than they actually are. And we again, we'll get to the bottom of it. I don't have an answer yet. I don't have a great yeah. theory, just like my Maurice theory today. But <laughs> I will be working on yeah. it. I will figure out a theory to like explain this phenomena.
0: I'm, yeah, please keep us posted because now I'm genuinely curious about what the, you know, what the actual answer is. Because I, 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 maybe it is a combination of sort of like, I don't know, these being more studio friendly produced movies, like on sets that didn't feel as real. And that kind of also mixes in with like kind of cheaper or I guess more budget friendly. Cinematography. I'm not sure, but yeah, there there is something to that. That's, that's a really interesting point. Also, like I could, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the uh the CGI football that <laughs> oh they my photoshopped God. into jetly's hands when he when he <laughs> yes. Did y'all catch that? Yes. Oh, this, it is a highlight of the movie.
1: Honestly, the CG does have something to do with it, in my opinion. Just because it's kind of like yeah, when you do something. uh that you don't have as much computer. You have to use like actual things. And now, uh, for instance, when you think about Aliens for me or Terminator 2, these are movies that to me feel more current because they look more real. Uh, Right, right, right. T2, not necessarily because they use a lot of uh, computer too. But yeah. yeah. And I I don't know if it's also a thing, a feeling thing, like we haven't cycled back yet to the 2000s in a way that we have cycled back to other things.
2: Sure. Uh,
1: so I think there might be an element of that. But I think CG uh, really has something to do with it. Like if you look at Top Gun, the plane scene in Top Gun is a lot more believable than the plane scene in Green Lantern. Sure. You know, yeah. Because it, mm-hmm. it just feels more organic. And But I also kind of feel like you have a point, Paul, with the commercial aspect of it. Because I think a lot of the movies, these big budget movies were made... To make instant money and appeal to a, a specific moment in time. So they might have yeah. used like formulas that were more time specific. Um, mm. and it like we need to hit this audience now and you know, strike while the iron is hot in this specific genre and this specific thing. And then it doesn't age as well as a movie that doesn't necessarily have those motivations. It's kind of like how I yeah. yeah, I think about it. But I do, I think
0: or the- sorry. Go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I was just gonna say, or or those like very deliberate um, you know, sort of styles. Like I I think of even something like Blade that's like very, you know, gritty mm-hmm. and shot on film yeah. and and you know, most mostly takes place at night in LA. That's supposed to be this, you know, you know, whatever any city America. But yeah, I, I think this one kind of just feels flat in a lot of ways, but it was still kind of nice to see some on location stuff, like with the big cafeteria prison fight scene sure, and like yeah, the, that really cool. um yeah some of those locations were still kind of cool like the mansions and stuff but yeah yeah th- th- there's still this kind of flat overall feeling to everything that i guess kind of you know like we said just goes really well with the this feels like a straight to home video style thing and the you know respectfully right <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know like there's nothing like, wrong with it. doesn't that. feel like this is a roger <laughs> deacon's joint or something yeah.
1: Uh, and we didn't even mention the scene in which that Lee literally uses Ali as a weapon because oh someone my god, a woman,
0: yeah, which oh my <laughs> god, that scene is wild, <laughs> yes, they murdered that woman
2: <gasps> with and the CG murder. That was the first CG murder, I think, of and the like was, the, the Mortal Kombat cam, you know, like I think that was yeah. the first use of it in the movie. And I was just like, Mortal Kombat,
1: <laughs> like through the I heart. think it was the second, honestly.
2: Oh, was it but, okay?
1: I think there was with one of the guards or something, something that oh, had to yeah, do with yeah, the yeah. Spi- I, I think so. I could you're be You're totally wrong. right.
2: Yeah, no, I think uh, you're right.
1: <laughs> but that was wild from beginning to end. I remember just the, the scene ended and then they added the x-ray thing and I'm like, I don't, what, what is, I don't.
2: What is this movie? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was actually the exact moment I typed in our group chat. Like, That's yo, what? this movie yeah. is so oh,
3: really? wild. <laughs> I love
0: that. <laughs> yeah, it was that moment. Oh my God. I forgot about this. Holy shit. The
1: fact that we forget about so many wild scenes, uh, to me, is a testament to the amount of wildness. <laughs>
2: yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Honestly. Yeah. Uh, before we move into our final segment, uh, anything either of you wants to discuss a little more?
0: I guess I just like, I, I the last thing I'll kind of talk you know say about this movie is that it's um it was a, a one of a, a few movies or a couple movies at least that alia was in obviously before she sadly passed away and it it you know kind of like we talked about last week with with selena I, I do feel like despite despite how not great the movie is in a lot of ways it still is a really cool way to experience her in a in a different way that, like I said before, wasn't just like the really cool music videos where she was cool all the mm-hmm. time, but des- despite giving those moments time to really feel natural and, and give her time to like, just feel, I guess, comfortable with the script, because this was, I think, her first role, if I'm not mistaken, in a movie. Um, it is it is still kind of cool to just like watch it, you know, kind of encased in amber as this like, and, and now, it, uh, unfortunately, stars 2 folks who sadly passed away way too way too yeah. soon and um you know it's it's a uh, it's just again a, a weird sort of um thing from that era yeah. that you know it it, sh- it gave us a, a look at what could have been in a lot of ways and it's 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 a, it's a real bummer in that sense so yeah
1: it I really agree. is i think that's yeah. the thing right you watch it and you're like and the same thing we talked about with with selena kind of like oh man if this person is this accomplished and this much of a of a talent and of a force at 22 um what could have happened and we'll never know and it's really fucking sad but uh that's a f- hugest legacy that Aliyah left behind which is more than we can say for so many of us right so it's kind of like at least there's that i don't know
0: yeah for
3: sure
1: (laughs) one of those things like i'm pretty sure she would rather be alive (laughs) so it's kind of like it's fucking sucks but we have um i think it's it's really cool to leave so much to the world so there's that
0: yeah for sure i guess Sorry oh, sorry, ahead, I
2: was yeah. just gonna say I just wanna pledge my allegiance to Aaliyah forever. That's really <laughs> just kinda all. Oh yeah. Honestly. Of all the divas, of all the divas, and I love all these divas that we, you know, spent some time with this uh she's she's maybe the one that I would, you know, I'm not pitting diva against diva. This is not a competition. <laughs> no. Right,
0: I just right.
2: like if if it came down to who I would like wanna hang out with, it would probably be Aaliyah. She's yeah. just the best, the absolute best. What a fucking talent!
0: That was a pretty yeah. Psycho headball. Oh, sorry. I was just just gonna quickly say, uh, Aaliyah and Lewis Hamilton. Uh, oh man, the only people that could make Tommy Hilfiger oh, look. My God, Good.
2: <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> that royal is royal company, correct. royalty, like yeah. absolute royalty. Both of them. My God. Okay,
1: yeah. so I guess. That will settle it uh for for this week's discussion and this month's uh discussion as well. Yeah. We covered a, a pretty cool group of divas here. Started yeah. with Whitney Houston, went to Tina Turner, then went to Madonna, then Selena, which was also J-Lo. <laughs> yep, uh, yes. So it was a double <laughs> diva day. And now yeah. we finished, we wrapped this up with Aaliyah. Pretty happy with our with our choices here and maybe we'll have a holly divas a month type two uh part two why not i feel like yeah. there's oh my enough God, yes <laughs>
0: it's our shop we, we can do it. We, we
1: want uh within the legal limits of everything because we are a legit uh business endeavor oh, okay yeah. fbi men listening to us we're doing everything by the book. we
0: definitely don't sell bootlegs not us back <laughs> we do not, not do us. That. no
1: and we do uh well, we do play trains, Hazel sister in the dumpster. So that might be violating a law or two. Uh, so who knows? Or a Geneva
3: condition or <laughs> something.
1: Okay. Uh, I guess now is as good a time as any to skip into our... To, to, to head kick, to fly... <laughs> through wires (laughs) (laughs) into our final (laughs) segment of the show the segment in which we decide whether the movie at hand belongs in our staff pick shelf if it's going into our middle aisle or if it's hanging out with train in the dumpster (laughs) and wild wild west so far the only dumpster pick that we've had uh, in the dumpster out back And I will start I will I will I will put this this responsibility to set the stone on you, Danielle. What are your how are you feeling about this one? Yes,
2: I I think this is kind of honestly like The Bodyguard. It's like a very prototypical good middle aisle pick. Like this movie Mm. is not Mm. perfect and not that anything has to be perfect by any means for it to be a staff pick. We've established that. Many times over <laughs> nothing has to be perfect to be a staff pick. Um I think it is maybe a little some of those elements that really didn't age well kind of keep it from being a staff pick for me. again, some of the the jokes are like ooh, that's ooh, ow, you know, like the lady falling in the grapes a little ooh. ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know like we got a little bit of that that does keep it, I think from from fully ascending. Um, but I do think it is a very, very, uh, very entertaining movie. Aaliyah, Jet Li, Delroy Lindo, and DMX all deserve to be watched, to be appreciated, to be seen. And so for me, I'm going to say this is like a fairly high up in the middle aisle type of pick. Okay, that's
1: surprising that you put it high up from you. I was, I, 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 I didn't know you were going to...
2: You know how I feel about uh, Aaliyah?
1: Put it that, oh, yeah,
2: true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what about you, Paul?
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you, Danielle. I, I think it's uh, you know kind of higher up on in in the in the shelf in the middle there. I think it's you know maybe we we have it face out with a little sticker on there that says like alien, yes, <laughs> you know with exclamation yep. point. Um, don't rant if you don't like um, uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, like maybe maybe uh, maybe get zooted for this one. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, or whatever you're into. I mean, no judging, um, but. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I think I think high on the in the middle shelf is is definitely worthy of a spot in our humble video shop.
1: Oh, that was easy because I'm with you. I'd be like, you know, suspend this belief a little bit. Like just yeah, yeah. let go of partially let go of your attachments to reality. Um mm-hmm. and and just enjoy yourself. Just hang out. I'm with you. And I think it's gonna be a fun experience if you're willing to to really. Embark on it, you know? So I'm with you all. And I feel like that was the easiest conclusion we've come to.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we were were pretty close must
1: that one. (laughs) Romeo Must Die is in our middle aisle. Not quite a staff pick, but featured prominently up there and recommended. Yeah, we got that on VHS. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good conversation starter, too. I feel like a person who has watched Romeo Must Die will have, like, Good conversations with another person who has watched Romeo Must Die. Yes, yes, so, yeah. A good, good one.
2: It's okay. a good club to be in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, oh, I too enjoy it.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. I too <laughs> dwell in trash. So <laughs> yeah. we're all trash raccoons here, trash pandas here. We love oh, it, yeah. you
1: know. <laughs> and I guess that is all for this week. Thank you to both my co-hosts for joining me, Danielle and Paul. Thank you at home for listening. Thank you again. A double thank you to Paul for also producing the show and making sure it sounds this fucking Good. We hope you come back to our friendly neighborhood video store next week. And we will be kicking off a brand new month, a brand new theme, a brand new year. And interestingly enough, it ties right into this last episode, which again, you, are beautiful listeners, our amazing listeners, helped us pick. So next month, we're doing what we've shamelessly or brilliantly, depending on how you choose to look at it, decided to call January. What is January? You might have guessed if you're a follower of this show and a follower of our very specific fandoms, but January is going to be our little homage to one Jean-Claude Van Damme. I know. I know. We're brilliant. And we also cannot wait for for this one. Whoa! We're so funny. I kid with us. <laughs>
3: Honestly. <laughs> We're yeah.
1: just we're just i'm in all of us i remain in all of us uh and i think it, you, you listener as we've established you're a person of distinguished taste and intellect if you can't figure it out but yes <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun until then we'd love for you to join our movie club come by fanby.casa join the you love to see channel for news updates discussion special events we want to hear from you so come on by you can follow us at fanby.com uh, podcast follow us on twitter at fanbytemedia instagram at fanbyte danielle where can people find you online
2: I am on Twitter at Danielle R.I. What's up, menu you, Paul?
0: Uh, you can find me at Pauli Mayo, again, where I will be uh, putting YouTube links of really funny wire foo scenes that involve DMS. Yes.
1: Amazing, perfect. What better way to get your content? Uh, I am yeah. on Twitter at Nanda Prates. That's N A N D A P R A T E S As underscore, um, you can pretty much follow us on anywhere. TikTok at fanbite and of course on fanbite.com and watch our streams on twitch.tv slash fanbite. This will do it for this week. See you all next week and next year. Actually. Next year. Next year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year for all of Yay. you. And until then, you'll love to see it.